Hi there, Harry here and welcome back to my podcast where I try to help you to get a better understanding of the English language so that you can have good communication with your bosses, your friends, your colleagues. If you want to travel, you want to get that job with an international company, you want to do that exam, whatever it is you're trying to achieve, well, come along, we'll help you. We've got lots of issues to cover in relation to grammar, phrasal verbs, idioms, everything that you you need. As always, at the end of this particular podcast, I'll give you my personal contact details where you can contact me. And if there's a friend or family member that you think will get some value from what we provide, well, why don't you give them the contact details? Okay, what are we going to talk about today? Well, today we're going to look at some idioms. And the particular idioms that we're going to talk about are relating to health and illness. So idioms about health and illness. I'll give them to you once and then I'll go through them and hopefully be able to explain them to you. Okay, here we go. One, to knock someone for six. Two, to feel under the weather. Three, a wake-up call. Four, a shadow of your former self. Five, to kick the bucket. Six, to take the wind out of his sails or her sails. Seven, the worse for wear. Eight, on the mend. Nine, out of sorts. And ten, if I've got the numbers right, on its last legs. On its last legs. Okay, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. Yep, nine, ten in total. Okay, so let me go back through those and give you some examples just to explain what they mean. Okay, so number one, to knock someone for six. Now, this relates, six relates to a game, a very English game called cricket. And the highest score you can get in cricket is six. Okay, now, I won't give you all the details because the rules are very complicated. It's a game I love. But if you hit the ball without it bouncing on the infield and it carries over the, the rope that they call the boundary rope, that is a six. That's the highest score. Now, when we're talking about somebody's health and illness, and if somebody's really sick and they are out from work for a few days or they're in bed for several days and, you know, they come back to work and their colleagues ask, how are you? You know, what did you have? Oh, I had this dreadful flu. It really knocked me for six. Now, that means it really floored you, like lying on the floor because you just couldn't move. You're in bed, high temperature, sweating, coughing, sneezing, all of those particular symptoms. We've all had it at some stage. So next time you feel a little bit ill, hopefully not too soon, you can use the expression, oh, it really knocked me for six. means I really, really felt bad. It was terrible to be knocked for six. Okay. The next one, to feel under the weather. Very good British expression. We love talking about the weather in British English in Ireland and the UK. Favourite topic of conversation because the weather is always so bad and it's always a topic to talk about because it controls and hangs over everything we do. So when we feel under the weather... We don't feel well at all. Now, we're not really sick, but we're not quite sure what it is. And we come into work, we might have a few little sniffles or we might have a (coughs) little cough, whatever. And your colleagues, friends say, what's up with you? Ah, I just feel a little under the weather today. Well, why don't you go home? Ah, I'm not not that bad, but um, just don't feel 100%. I feel a little 
under the weather. So, you know, under the weather sounds quite strange, but it just means you're not really feeling yourself. You might have a little temperature, you might have some shivers, whatever it is, you feel unwell, but not so unwell that you stay at home and you feel under the weather. Next, number three, a wake-up call. Well, a wake-up call usually is your alarm going off in the morning, which gets you out of bed with a jump and a rush because you've probably slept in a little bit. So that's your actual wake-up call. But a wake-up call in relation to health and well-being is when you have maybe some feelings that you're not quite sure what they are, but it's not how you should really feel. It's not so normal. So you go to the doctor for a checkup. Yeah. So you go to the to the doctor and he examines you and he said, well, there's not anything really wrong with you, but I think you should lose a little bit of weight. And if I was you, I'd get a little bit more exercise and perhaps try to reduce the stress. Your blood pressure is a little high. Let this be a wake-up call for you. So a wake-up call is a warning. Okay. So when you get a warning from your doctor, you should heed it. If you get a warning from your body because it's trying to tell you something, you should heed or make uh, make note of it also and do something because it's trying to tell you that there's something wrong. Either high blood pressure, you're not getting enough exercise. High blood pressure, you're eating the wrong foods, fatty foods, or you're you know having a few many beers, or you're just not getting out, or you're you're stressed. Whatever it might be, there are reasons for it, of course. So you should take note of them, make a note of it, see a doctor, listen to him, listen to your body. And let it be a wake-up call, a wake-up call to us all. So if we read sad news in the paper that somebody yeah, very young died of a, a heart attack because you know he thought he was okay, but he ignored something, and then it was too late. So we would generally say, well, let that be a wake-up call to us all. We should listen, check, and do something, change a healthy life- lifestyle. Okay, a shadow of your former self. Well... A shadow is something black or dark, which when the sun shines, okay, so it's not doesn't look quite like the real body or shape, so but it's a, an outline, usually smaller, okay. So when you are a shadow of your former self, it usually means that you're looking a little unwell, perhaps you've lost some weight, you're a little stooped, you're not the tall person uh, you used to be so somebody might say oh yeah have you seen Michael recently he doesn't look at all well no he's a shadow of his former self really he used to be so tall and strong but there's something wrong he he's either been very ill or he's under a lot of pressure and stress okay so when you're a shadow of your former self now you might have gone onto a very strict diet and therefore this has been quite controlled and when you uh, meet people that haven't seen you for a while they look at you and go wow we you've really lost weight you've shed the pounds yeah and they go yeah i put a lot of work in i've been in the gym been cutting back on the booze been cutting back on the fatty foods you say yeah you're a shadow of your former self so it doesn't always have to be negative okay so if you're ill and you lose weight of course there are reasons for it and you you might look look a little unwell but if you've been controlling your diet if you've been doing more exercise well then yes you can look like a shadow of your former self but in a positive way because everybody will be remarking how well you look a shadow of your former self so it means you 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 don't look 
anything like you used to look. You know, somebody might even say, ah, he's half the man he used to be, literally meaning he's lost half of his body weight. Okay, next, to kick the bucket. Well, this is a euphemism for dying. So when they want to refer to somebody who's dead or has died recently, but they don't like using those words, they say, ah, yeah, poor old Jackie kicked the bucket last week. He 88, so it wasn't, he had a good innings. He was really doing well, but you know, the last couple of years have been a struggle. So to kick the bucket means to die. Okay, so when you, you hear the reference to kicking the bucket, it means that somebody has died. Yeah, it could be suddenly or died slowly or after a couple of years or died in his old age or died in his sleep. Yeah, so to kick the bucket. So a euphemism. Yeah, so it's something which softens the words. Ah, oh, he's dead or he died or whatever. It's much better to say he kicked the bucket. But it's uh, slang, okay? And it's, um, as the idiom suggests, it's slang or very informal. You won't see headlines in the paper to see former president of the United States or the former president of France kicked the bucket. Yeah, they, they would say he died, you know, in his sleep or died in hospital or died surrounded by his family. But it wouldn't refer to being to kicking the bucket. So it's very, very informal and an expression that friends of the family of the man or woman who we are referring to would use to kick the bucket. Okay, next, take the wind out of his or her sails. Well, when you are sailing a yacht or a dinghy on a lake or on the ocean, you need wind in the sails to drive you along, to push you forward, to help you sail. Okay, so it's a natural action. You you put the dinghy or the boat facing into the wind and the, the wind gets into the sails and it pushes you along and you're able to steer and direct the boat. I sound as if I know what I'm talking about, but I've never sailed at all. But that's how it looks, okay? So, when you take the wind out of someone's sails, it means either the wind drops and the boat suddenly comes to a stop, or somebody takes down the sail and there's no longer any sail up in the air, so the, the wind doesn't affect the boat. So, that's the literal meaning. So, when we take the wind out of somebody's sails, we stop him in his tracks or we give him some news that he wasn't expecting and he gets a little bit of a shock and he's not able to say anything or he's not able to do anything okay so if you go to the doctor again and you get some bad news and the doctor tells you that really you're going to have to go into hospital and have an operation or you're going to have to have some stints inserted in your heart because you've got a blocked artery or two that would really take the wind out of your sails means you stop and you look and you listen and you ask the doctor well what does that mean and he explains to you then that you're going to have to go into hospital but it's not such a serious operation these days but you're going to have to go through some period of recovery you have to go you're going to have to be careful you're going to have to go on a strict diet you're going to have to cut down on the alcohol or smoking if you smoke so he gives you a list of what you're going to have to do and what you cannot do so it takes the wind out of your sails it stops you in your tracks so you have to listen and you have to say yeah this is indeed that infamous wake-up call that I was expecting okay so when we take the wind out of someone's sails we stop them, we surprise them, but usually not in a good way. Next, when somebody is the worse for wear. Well, this is a really good old English expression, and there's been quite a few times when I have been the worse for wear. So, usually involves 
having a few beers or glasses of wine more than you really should have had or you've been celebrating because of some victory in some football match or some promotion or the birth of a baby or somebody's special birthday celebration. Whatever it is, you you go that extra little bit and you have that final glass of wine that you shouldn't have had and the next day you're feeling a little worse for wear, meaning Mm-mm, not so good. The hangover has kicked in, the light is shining, you've got a headache, the kids are making noise, and oh, you just want to stay in bed, okay? So, where's dad today? Oh, he's up in his room, he's a little worse for wear. The celebration went on a little longer than we expected last night, okay? So, or you phone your colleagues and said, look, I'm not going to be in work today, can you make some excuse for me? I'm a little worse for wear. I had a little celebration yesterday, so tell them I'll be in after lunch, okay? A little worse for wear. The next day, of course, you can be on the mend, okay? And on the mend can mean you've recovered from the hangover the day before, or you've recovered from that bout of flu that you've had, or thankfully in the modern world, you've recovered from these awful viruses, COVIDs, and everything else. So I'm glad to say he's on the mend after Two weeks in hospital or a week in bed, he's finally on the mend, meaning things are looking better. The cough's gone, the temperature's back to normal, he's uh, eating and drinking correctly, he's getting some colour back in his cheeks. Yeah, you can say he's finally on the mend, meaning on the way back, he's getting better. If you're out of sorts, well, out of sorts means you're not sure what it is, but you're just not feeling 100%. Earlier we said to feel under the weather, and out of sorts and under, under feeling under the weather are very similar to each other. Okay, So I'm not sure, but the last few days, ah, I don't know, maybe I just did overdid the exercise a bit or a bit of a stress, I'm just out of sorts. You know, I can't put my finger on it really. I don't have a temperature or anything. I'm not sick, no cough, but I just, yeah, you know, I just don't feel 100%. So I think I'll rest at the weekend. And what I need, I think, is just a few days off, a bit of a holiday, out of sorts. And then finally, on its last legs. Usually when we're using the word its, it's referring to animals, okay? So my poor dog, he's 19. I've had him for such a long time, such a pet, but he's on it. He's on his last legs or it's on its last legs, meaning he's not far from the grave, yeah? So perhaps, you know, the next six months or so, we'll probably have to pay a visit to the, the vet and the get the vet to put him down humanely, okay? He's or it, the animal, is on its last legs. But, you know, if he gets to live to 16, 17, 18, again, he's had a good innings, he's been around a long time, brought us a lot of love and affection. So, yeah, on its last legs. Now, somebody could be on his last legs, or he or she, and we might use it again, some form of slang word where we're maybe perhaps joking. Oh, look at him. You think he was on his last leg. So somebody, oh, I don't feel well, this flu, you know, the man flu that everybody uh, gets or men get, and they feel, oh, I'm dying. I think I'll go to bed. I'm dying. Oh, it's terrible. It's terrible. And you know, the wife or the girlfriend say, oh, yeah, come on, you're not on your last legs yet. Okay, so you just go back to bed. You'll feel all right tomorrow tomorrow okay so to be on your last legs okay so that's our 10 idioms about health and illness let me give them to you one more time to knock someone for six to feel under the weather a wake-up call 
a shadow of your former self, to kick the bucket, to take the wind out of his sails, to be the worse for wear, to be on the mend, to be out of sorts, and then finally on his or hers or its last legs, usually when we're talking about animals. Okay, so there are idioms about uh, health and illness, and hopefully you understood those and you can try and put them to use. As I said, if you want to contact me, then you can do so on www.englishlessonviaskype.com. Pass the details on to your friends, and if you want to look at us for some one-to-one lessons to get you through some exams that you're preparing for, or just to improve your English in general, well, why don't you contact us? It won't always be me that will be giving you the the lessons, but I've got now 14 other teachers, really well qualified, waiting to get the call, waiting to help you. So, why don't you give us a shout? Okay, well, thanks for listening, and as always, join me again soon.